0: Hi, my name is Sarah.
1: My name is Mujib.
0: And welcome to another episode of Let's Get To It. This is episode 15. And uh, yeah, give it up. And we're calling this one Written in the Stars.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: And I'm going to I'm gonna pass the ball to Mujib because this is Mujib's brainchild. So why don't you set it up for us?
1: Totally, totally. Um, I just think to myself oftentimes how a lot of my energies will wax and wane with the seasons, right? So mm-hmm. if it's like, If I'm feeling super vibrant and everything like that in the summertime, I'll look at it at the date and I'll be like, oh, it's actually almost the equinox, you know, Mm -hmm. or the solstice. Um, So we're almost at that like longest day of the year or the wintertime feeling specifically gloomy on December day. And I'm like, well, what's going on? It's like, oh, actually, this is the shortest day of the year. So that's kind of how it started for me. The idea of like written in the stars was trying to Mm -hmm. trying to see those times when what was going on astrologically or universally were actually affecting my mood. And in Mm -hmm. Vermont it it can be so particular because we have this kind of like wintertime depression or the seasonal depression that comes with it and we don't necessarily oftentimes realize like, well maybe there's a star that is typically like your shining star that in Vermont would be shining in the summertime that isn't really shining in the Mm -hmm. wintertime you know, because the night sky changes and things like that. Um, So that kind of got me thinking around this specific time Period, especially with some energies that I'm in, I'm dealing with right now, um, and just understanding that we all share so much commonality here, being on Earth in the universe. Um, so maybe some other people out there are also feeling the season change or something about the the way that the stars are configured that it just feels like things are happening on a larger scale.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love that we're gonna sort of take a dip our toes into the metaphysical and, and sort of astrology and, and things like that and, and it's really kind of a spirituality and um, you know whether I, I'm very open with my clients, I'll tell them that I, I have a psychic, I have an intuitive that I go see regularly or at least two times a year that I find really, you know, grounds me and helps kind of set up Um, set up the year for me. So, um, you know, whether or not people are surprised to hear that, but usually when I, when I open up and I share that, I've had several people, um, you know, come up to me after classes and say, oh, who is it that you go see? Mm -hmm. Because it sparks an interest in them that they might be looking for some kind of guidance.
1: Totally. I I feel like we all have these moments of intuition Mm -hmm. or these like hunches that we feel and how, you know, whether or not it's a part of somebody's personal culture, um, it's going to dawn on us all, like, if you could have a fortune teller sit in front of you and be like, this is 100% actually the truth that this person's going to tell you, mm-hmm. most of us would probably say, like, oh, yeah, tell me something, like, mm. share something with me, some insight about me that I might not be seeing, and it's just like anything else, you know, you go to a doctor to ask a doctor, like, what does this mark on my arm mean, and the doctor tells you, like, it's nothing, or it's something that you should look deeper into, um, we go to any number of consults for all sorts of different things, um, so why not go to intuit- intuitives as well to say, like, you are actually skilled at looking at the way that the universe is working Mm. you're skilled at looking at what's happening in the stars right now Um, i'm feeling a certain way maybe you could share something with me um i also have a a, an astrologer that i communicate with um, now just new but often now Mm -hmm. I, i really like working with this person and the whole deal is like i can sit down and say i watched the moon rise this morning and as I'm watching the moonrise, I saw this star come out right before the moon and I feel like I keep seeing that one specific really bright star, what is that? And mm-hmm. that person can say, oh, it's not a star, it's Jupiter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh wow, what does that mean? And they're like, well, let me tell you something about where Jupiter is in your chart. And then for me, it's just, it has that opportunity to have somebody look at the same sky that I'm looking at, but they have a different language for how to read that sky and they can say this is what that constellation is and this is where it's going to be on your birthday versus Mm -hmm. in the middle of the year or something like that.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, with sort of times being as uncertain and perhaps anxiety provoking as this year has been. I know, in particular, I had a reading over the summer, and and just felt like I needed to be grounded somewhat, or be given a helpful roadmap. That's kind of how I look at it, and and how I feel about the whole thing is often, you know, I think I have a pretty decently tuned internal compass for the most part um, that I've worked on throughout the years. I think I've mentioned this before in previous episodes. We've all got that compass, but you know. You got to work on tuning it, and 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 listening to it, sharpening it, and what, and and so on. Um, so I often feel like I'll have a session. And some of my thoughts and feelings will sort of be confirmed, even if it's, you know, sometimes you just kind of want to know, I've been feeling this way. And then someone gives you that affirmation or Mm -hmm. some validation of that, of that feeling or something you were thinking about. Um, And then sometimes it opens my mind to other pathways, Um, you know, be on the lookout for this, or one thing that, that my intuitive is great for doing for me is setting up, Um, sort of windows of opportunity because the universe is all about timing and alignment of you know where certain stars are how things are lined up for you and um, you know she'll talk about what she calls reward cycles or other things like now's a good time to ask for what you want now's a good time to you know fill in the blank and the and and I have really for the for the last six years of my life really relied on some of that sort of guidance, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. and it's been helpful for me to make some decisions and take action on certain things.
1: I love that, that aspect of like the help to take action. Like I'm Mm -hmm. feeling like I should do this thing right now, but the timing doesn't quite feel right let me call this person who I trust on and mm-hmm. let me see what they're going to tell me. And they're like, well, actually the timing isn't right at all. The timing would be much better a week from now. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, I felt that. And Then we can, like you said, kind of tune it up and, yep. and, and and get in tune with that and, and sharpen that sense that we have. Um, I also think about it in the sense of sometimes fighting against certain energies, right? Mm. So for me right now, I'm coming out of this time of, intense self-care right Mm -hmm. so that's been what this past cycle of like moon cycle has been about for me essentially Mm -hmm. like this this summer coming into now into the fall um was really much about like take care of yourself take Mm -hmm. care of yourself we talk about self-care oftentimes um so again there might be something in the entirety of the universe that's telling me now is the time for you to take that extra 15 minutes in the morning and do something for yourself. Mm -hmm. Now is the time to take that slower bit of time and like get something nice for yourself, right? Um, If I was to put that off and to fight that and to go this way against that and to try to like create restriction around that, then maybe I'm actually winding myself up because what I'm really supposed to be doing is chilling out, but I'm trying to go as fast as I can possibly go. And then understanding that there's going to be a break where this time for my self-care is going to click over into this next phase or season that's going to say, actually, no, now you have to work
0: mm-hmm. and you're not going
1: to have time for the self-care. This is the time that you're going to have to put your head down and you're going to have to, you know, not, you're going to have to spend your time studying, not meditating. Uh, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So then it's it's to know that, oh, well, I was feeling that actually. I was feeling that there was a specific time around Halloween where, I didn't have the same desires to do the same things that I was doing. My yeah. desires now are like do this certain thing, study this page or read this book versus like read this book or, or look at this like exciting article or whatever. Yeah. Um, and sometimes that type of energy, knowing that that's going on, can help us to say, hey, you know, it's now is the time. It's kind of written in the stars to chill out or mm-hmm. it's time written in the stars to like hit it hard. Yeah. You know.
0: So a couple of things coming to mind for me as I'm, I'm listening to you and... And so this is going to kind of veer into an interesting kind of heavy topic, because one thing I know we've talked a lot about is, is faith, mm-hmm. right? Faith over fear, having faith in either that things are going to work out or that you're going to take action to do it. And I've been thinking a lot about, you know, I, I don't know how our listeners feel, but, you know, I'm sure we have listeners of all different faiths, mm-hmm. right? Um, traditional, non-traditional, what have you. And, you know, a lot of people will talk about astrology as sort of, you know, these this new age, you know, I think that's still a terminology. Maybe it's outdated, right? The, <laughs> the new age category in the bookstore. Mm. Um, and I wonder if, you know, metaphysics is in conflict with sort of more traditional Christian or Muslim faith or Jewish faith, or they dovetail each other, you know, I'm... I'm um, I'm someone that I consider myself to be a, a very spiritual person. I'm not a physical church goer, um, personally, but, um, I just kind of wonder about kind of squaring those two things. And if that is ever a conflict for people or if people, you know, do you have a sense and belief in a God and also the stars or are those one and the same or.
1: Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because for me in that in that intersection like I was raised in Islam so I was raised mm-hmm. as a Muslim but my folks as I've said before from all, all these different denominations even to the fact that the folks who I grew up with around Islam are all Kind of practicing different expressions of Islam. Mm -hmm. Like I might know a Naqshbandi Muslim who follows the way of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and and their siblings Mm -hmm. or their 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 that person's wives and things like that, so that they carry themselves a certain way. The men all shave their heads bald and Mm -hmm. they put a white turban on, and you know they try to have a green kufi under the turban. So like that's really specific. But then you have somebody who might just be like, you know, like a Sufi mystic style of Muslim, Mm -hmm. and they're still going to sweat lodges and they're still taking part in their indigenous ceremonies because they've intertwined their indigeneity with their like kind of like eastern religion or eastern philosophies mm. um what really kind of allowed me to open up into astrology was the fact that ramadan and eid are their they're celestial events. Mm -hmm. It's when Mm -hmm. the moon and the star, when the crescent moon is a certain way and a star is a certain place on that crescent moon, that's the month that we fast. Mm -hmm. You know, so that month can be in August, but it can be in January. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I started to see like, wow, within Islam, within Arabian just navigation alone mm-hmm. they were really using the stars and using the the cosmos to direct us and then mm-hmm. you bring us to the u.s. where you hear the follow the drinking gourd and the north star um, that storyline that comes with people escaping the south and going to the north um, let alone thinking about the internet like the the actual indigenous people that were here mm-hmm. um, that were always moving based on the seasons and planting based on the seasons, and hunting based on the moon cycles, and so on and so forth. Um, and then a whole other side of my generation generational ancestry that are seafaring people. Mm-hmm. So those people are also attached to the moon cycles, attached to the stars, attached to the, the tides and the way that mm-hmm. they move with the moon, so on and so forth. So um, I think that for me, when it comes to religion, spirituality, and then this level of mysticism, mm-hmm. um, I really was fortunate enough and have been fortunate enough to not have the restrictions Mm -hmm. around my own self or the people around me saying that, no, you can't access the magic of Mm. this world. Mm -hmm. Instead of being like, actually, you know, all these things that we talk about, angels and deities and God and devils and, you know, all these different things, that can all be seen as spirituality or mysticism or magic, depending on whose lens it's coming through. Mm. So, you know, if you were to take a, a 19th century priest and you were to be like, I see angels every day, and that priest was to say like, a Puritan priest at that was to say like, well that we need to burn you, you mm. know, on your forehead or something like that. That's all again. That might deter you from being like, I see angels every day. It might right. make you say like, oh, I'm crazy or something like that. Mm. Versus mm. like in that person's faith, there are angels in the faith, you know, so Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the times what we do, and one of the hardest things that we can do as humanity is to separate ourselves from the magic that is religion or spirituality, and say, you know, that that walking on water thing was a thing of the past or that like believing in something and seeing a miracle is just something I hear about in storybooks. But in reality, if I look at intuition, if I look at the way that the right thing happens at the right time, mm. those things can really actually start to look pretty miraculous.
0: Mm. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I really did. I, I love that. Um, it's, it's making me think of a, a pretty hefty spiritual experience I had right before COVID. And I mean, like immediately before COVID or really probably in it, but before kind of the mm. entire world caught fire, I guess, um, I was lucky enough to be in Costa Rica. And I think I've shared this with you previously, um, that I took part in a sweat lodge ceremony um, uh, with a, a shaman of the Lakota tradition. And it was it was pretty amazing and, and eye-opening and something that I've, you know, I had not been exposed to a lot of indigenous traditions, but was been very excited to experience this sort of full body and mind mm-hmm. experience, and one of the things, actually my, one of the biggest things I took away from it was um, the question that was asked to to the women prior to the ceremony was, um, if any of us were on our blood moon. Mm-hmm and translation is, does anyone have their period out there? Um, And that's something that um, is certainly in the West um, and communities I come from, very uncomfortable topic to talk about. Still in 2020, we seem to not be comfortable with even saying the word period, menstruation, blood, vagina, like people are just, you know, still, which is (laughs) insane, um, I think. And, And so this this was the opening question. We had several women taking part in the ceremony and it turned out that um, we were a small group, relatively small group, but three of the women, three of us Mm -hmm. happened to be um, on our cycle and um, the shaman. So so someone might think, oh, my God, what a personal question. But this was really, really important because the sweat lodge ceremony is a sun ceremony Mm -hmm. and we were providing moon energy. So, um, we were sort of in direct opposition. So, um, the shaman was basically like, oh boy, I have my work cut out for me because there's three, three of these moon energies. And, um, the question was not to shame any of us, make us feel bad, guilty, or otherwise. It was to provide, he needed to know in order to provide the ceremony to sort of muster up as much strength as possible because um my my takeaway from this is he was just super empowering he was like all right you guys are incredibly powerful right now you may not even realize how much power you have and the type of energy that you're giving off so i'm gonna have to like really work like crazy in in this ceremony um and so we um we were asked to collect flowers find a red flower out in nature and and ask um Ask Mother Earth permission to pick the flower first of all, and then you know be thankful for it, and and then we had to sit on the flower in the in the lodge, um, and that was to dampen some of our energy in terms of um, being less um, confrontational to mm-hmm. to the ceremonial energy, and so all of that to say again that um, it was a really empowering experience. It wasn't it wasn't disempowering from from the side of being female. I I didn't feel singled out or or embarrassed, um, and, and so that, that may be surprising to some, but it was just, it was kind of like, let's just talk about our energies and talk about this is a natural process and it, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. It's part of being a woman and giving life. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of, I know Mujib and I have talked separately about, there's a lot of pelvic energy, Mm -hmm. um, and, and energy in that area. And we should be so, you know, proud of these things. And that's just part of what it is to be human or part of what it is to be feminine and female. Um, so anyway, that, it was really an amazing experience, um, at the end of the day. But, um, but yeah, I, I hadn't, as, as a Western white woman had not felt so proud Mm of my menstruation as I was in that moment. Wow. Um, so that was interesting for me. I don't know how other ladies listening, are feeling about that, but um, but yeah, I suddenly was like, I'm on my period, y'all. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. And normally we're just, we're, you know, as women we're not taught to even really talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you I, even, even today as a, I'm a grown woman, mm-hmm. Um, and I have a, you know, you guys know this by now in my fitness studio, I'll have other grown women, women previously before COVID come up to me and whisper, do you have a tampon? Like, you know, they're asking for illicit drugs or something. Um, like, yeah, I, I have a tampon. You can have it. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's really amazing. I don't, you know, I'm not out to, to to blame or shame anybody, but it's, what a what a terrible position that we as women feel mm-hmm. bad about that. So you know, linking it back to the astrological power mm-hmm. of the moon and cycles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, whew. right, right. Anyway, that was a long story.
1: I love it though. I love I love how it talks about the empowerment. Like again, if we think about a, a blood cycle or a menstruation cycle as a monthly event that's based on the days of the month, that's based on the months of the year, that's all based on the stars and the moon and the <laughs> yeah. sun. Um, then we say that it is a cosmic event, and it's a, and and you know I think a lot about about life creation and about bringing life into the world and things like that and our ability to um, create life, right? Mm-hmm. And you know the flip side of that coin, just from my perspective as a male, uh, oftentimes comes with like the seminal energy and things like mm-hmm. that and how. Again, societal norms kind of tell us all these different things about what we're meant to do, and, and what my sperm is for, and so on and so forth. But if I look to older traditions, then I see people that are saying, well, actually, you know, your seminal energy is for way more than just making babies. Mm-hmm. Like if you have, if you're if you're ejaculating millions of sperm, and only one of those sperm needs to go into one egg. Then is all of that sperm actually just for making humans or can you use it to replenish Mm -hmm. your own energy? Mm -hmm. By thinking of the ways of not depleting your energy by thinking of ways of like not just like Coming just randomly or not randomly, but you know what? I mean Mm -hmm. like just excessively or whatever Mm -hmm. But in fact like not treating our own bodily fluids again as if they're just waste products or Mm -hmm. as if they're you know just something to be like used and thrown away, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whereas like Take your period blood, pour it in your house plants, see what it does, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Mix it with a little bit of water, pour it in your house houseplants. Mm-hmm. Like, it's gonna make your houseplants more healthy mm-hmm. because your period blood has actual energy and vitamins and minerals that come out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily the same as like, we're gonna drink that, even though I know some women that might take a sip of it from time to time or something like that, which again, this mm-hmm. kind of goes into the realm of like mysticism mm-hmm. at that point mm-hmm. in time. This is the sort of stuff that like, you know, the Christian Puritans were like, well, that's devil worship. You know, Mm -hmm. or something like Mm -hmm. that, where in reality, it's like, no, this is, this is, first of all, this is somebody's individual experience that has nothing to do with the constraints of society. Mm -hmm. It should have nothing to do with, like, me as a man telling you as a woman what you're supposed to do with your period blood, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Period. Yeah. End of story, right? <laughs> yes, thank um, you. <laughs> so with that said, um again, it just goes back into empowering ourselves. And mm. from my standpoint as a male, it goes into learning more about where that power comes from and t- tying that back into the universe. There are times when that sexual potency is up, and mm-hmm. then there are times when that sexual potency comes down. Mm-hmm. And again, knowing when we can be available for each other, right? Because mm-hmm. again, sexual potency doesn't necessarily have to just equate to Intercourse, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. Sexual potency can create to can equate to creative energy. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm gonna write a book, I'm gonna write Mm -hmm. an article, I'm gonna make a song, I'm gonna go out and and just walk around and be like happy and up, Mm. you know, because I know that at some point that wave is gonna come back down and I'm gonna have to be more quiet or I'm gonna lose my muse or I'm gonna have writer's block or something like that. So it's all these different like ways that we ourselves are kind of like I was thinking about it this morning as far as being like the ocean, you know, we have this this fluid in our bodies, whether it's blood, whether it's, you know, seminal energy, whether whatever it's going to be, that's just like moving just like the tides of the ocean, mm-hmm. you know, and, and we well up and it has these energies that hit us and then we expel it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then we go through the cycle again of it welling up and then expelling it. Um, while at the same time, if we can watch our cycles, right, mm-hmm. if I can know when my, my creative energy is going to be up, then I can plan for that.
0: Mm. Right? Mm. I can know
1: on that full moon, on that waxing moon, yeah. I'm going to be able to put a lot, of, a lot of good creative energy into the world. And when I hit that full moon, I'm going to be able to peak with it. Mm. And then as that moon goes back to waning and goes back to the new moon, I know personally through my interaction with my energies around the moon and the lunar cycles that I'm going to start coming down mm-hmm. until today, which is that waning crescent rose right with the sun at the same time, just about like right before the sun, I know that that's where the peak of my energy is going to be just in that little waning crescent, you know what I mean? Versus then it's going to go to new. I'm going to be able to be muted, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm having an argument with my wife, we're going to look at the well, is it the new moon? Yeah, it's the new moon. Okay. What's Mercury Sit back doing? For a second, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> with yeah. the new moon, it's dark. It's like yeah. pitch black out. If you've ever been back out, like, out in the forest in the new moon, you can barely see your hand in front of your face. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if there are no stars in the sky. So to think about that's where we're gonna try to see clarity between each other. Mm -hmm. Maybe we're not supposed to see clarity between each other when the new moon, let's take advantage of the fact that you're feeling a little tired, I'm feeling a little bit tired, it's kind of dark out, let's just take it down Mm -hmm. a notch. Mm -hmm. And then watch our energy kind of come back together with the moon, things Mm -hmm. like that. So um, again, that stuff can be seen as mysticism. It can be seen as counter um, religious. Mm. But all the same time, those religions are based on the stars, yeah. and the mystics that were telling people a, su- a, a woman shall be got a son, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and things like that, so that's all mysticism mm-hmm. in its own right. Um, with this country particularly, we have all of those intersections, like you said, like a Lakota tradition sweat lodge port for you, and I'm sure a lot of people listening can say, oh yeah, I've been a Lakota tradition sweat lodge too, mm-hmm. um, so we have all these intersections of belief structures, America, the United States of America is really like, a beautiful place in that Mm -hmm. right that we have this religious freedom quote unquote to be able to say like here's an atheist sitting at the same table with an agnostic sitting at the same table with a Muslim sitting at the same table Mm -hmm. with a Jew sitting at the same table with a Christian and it's just like this whole if if those people can elevate to a human level can actually just have a conversation about their the differences in their beliefs Mm -hmm. but what happens more times than not, they end up back to the similarity of their belief structure because we're all on the planet Earth in the middle of the universe, mm, regardless mm, of what we believe, mm. you know? So again, it's coming back to that what is written in the stars, like where are we in the universe right now? And how can we relate that to what we're doing here on the ground?
0: Mm. Yeah. I love that. you And just speaking about that, I'm, I'm reminded by a beautiful um, tradition that I've Lucky to take part, in. my my partner is is from Iran, and so he's Persian. And um, w- one of the the greatest things I find about um, about Iranian traditions is to celebrate Nowruz in the new year, and the new year follows this is with the spring equinox, which to me makes so much sense um, instead of January first, <laughs> which <laughs> right. often just seems um, quite random at times Um, and this was a couple of years ago Um, we invited several friends um, to uh to celebrate no ruse at our home and it it was just as you said there were muslims there were jews there were christians there were i'm sure there was an atheist um, Mm -hmm. and, and certainly agnostic and it was beautiful we came together over food and a celebration of of the days getting longer and spring and sort of life returning. And um, it was it was amazing. It was one of the one of the greatest um, evenings I, I think we had and, and opened our home. And um, and that was sort of the point. It wasn't, you know, it's um, it was an interfaith, you know, celebration of just being, you know, being on this planet. Um, and and that was really great. So um, yeah. Shout out to to any Persians listening, or yeah. or, or uh, no, Ruz is celebrated widely around the world. It's not just a Persian tradition, but um, it, it's it's one of my one of my favorite celebrations, mm. um, for sure. And uh, so we we look we look forward to that. So that's in that's in March.
1: Now, did you grow <laughs> up with annual traditions as a part of your of your life upbringing? I did you have like any specific relationship with those things.
0: Yeah, I um, I grew up in a sort of a more um, more of an agnostic household with the uh, kind of more commercially American available traditions, okay, yeah, <laughs> if, yeah. if I can put it that way. So um, my my father was baptized Catholic. Um, my mother, I maybe she's Protestant. She, I, she didn't particularly grow up in a religious household, but both from New England, um, and they they chose not to to baptize me. Um, so depending on where you fall in sort of a religious spectrum, you know, I either I'm doomed or mm-hmm. um, or not. <laughs> you know, um, so I didn't. Um, I didn't grow up with any religious education um, in school. We flirted with a couple of different churches. I'm from Brattleboro, Vermont, um, and there's some some great places of worship that are interfaith, and um, so I was exposed a little bit to that. Um, and then as I got older and my, my father, my parents are divorced and both have remarried. Um, my father, when he remarried, he recommitted to his Catholicism um, and, and church every Sunday and, wow, wow. um, you know, mass and other things. And is also very involved in that, in that community. Um, and so sometimes over the years, you know, my, my dad would sort of in, invite me into his Catholicism worship and which I politely declined, um, just as a matter of, um, I just choose not to to worship in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my boyfriend is, you know, um, he, he was born in the Islamic Republic of Iran and, and raised somewhat, you know, Muslim and you know the Quran, but um, by choices, you know, I would call him agnostic. So, um, you know, as as we've kind of become a family unit, um, the two of us, I've sort of taken on um, more Persian traditions, not necessarily Islamic traditions, <laughs> um, but some of the. Um, Traditional Persian celebrations, mm-hmm. um, which are cultural, not necessarily culturally the same as um, Islamic holidays mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. or Muslim holidays, I should say. So yeah, I'm kind of a you know I'm a little bit all over the place, and I'm you know I'll break bread with anyone right. as long as their mind is open. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> That's right. kind of like my um, <laughs> you know my smell test mm-hmm. is um, you know I would yeah I. I love gospel music for example right. so like I you know I could get down with like mm-hmm. you know maybe some very Baptist like you know music <laughs> right. but um you know so it's it's like all kinds of things I'm very open again I've done some indigenous um you know traditions and other things and then I you know I find a lot of solace and spirituality and in mysticism and astrology so I'm a little bit all over the That's map perfect. yeah. which I you know which I like I think you know it's all of this is very personal and And um, when we we've talked about always, I think feel like a recurring theme is this theme of self-discovery and knowing myself. And um, and this is kind of one of those things. And you know, if if you know whether it's strictly religion, if you want to say that word, or it's spirituality or or whatever helps you come to terms with things about yourself. I I I I personally don't want to be part of something that that tells me you know you can't be who you are Right. that's kind of that's sort of my line in the sand right. um so i i don't i'm not going to enter into something that says oh either that puts me in a box that says oh because you came out a woman then this is your societal mm-hmm. role mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i'm not going to fly with that right. um so i'm i definitely just gravitate towards more of the zoroastrianism is just a beautiful religion mm-hmm. um one of the first religions in the world and again coming out of you know middle middle east mm-hmm. um so yeah i'm I'm sort of all about us, just all vibing on one another. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. And I think that's the, the thing about 2020. And I think that's a beautiful thing about where we are as a human race, um, is that you have, you know, I, I oftentimes think about these holy days or powerful days that, you know, might be a Christian religion, but then falls on the same day as some other Religious mm-hmm. experience right even something as simple as like the the sort of like Samhain or the Halloween or the day of the dead like how? So many different cultures believe like at that end of October going into November this end of that summertime fall time going into this next season of fall to the winter time um, There's this moment when the veil goes thin, and mm-hmm. then we go back in the other direction and that's not just uh, That's not just one spiritual faith or that's not just one one faith-based experience from one part of the world, um, that's something that as we travel around the world we realize that a lot of different cultures might have these interla- these intersections or these overlaps. Um, so it just is only natural that, especially here in the States, that we take from a lot of mm-hmm. different, well I'll say it like this actually. Depending on who you are,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: only natural that we take from a lot of different pools or a lot of different fountains to fill up our own bucket, right? Because mm-hmm. it's essentially, again, like you said, it's it's knowledge of self. It's being able to spirituality for me is like it's um it's an interaction with my own spiritual experience mm-hmm. and it's connecting with folks that might be having their own spiritual experiences. Um what that spiritual experience what that spiritual experience is is based on our own personal experiences in life, right? Mm -hmm. So it's based on my history, who I was raised by, what they told me, um, and then what I chose to hold on to and create my truth structures out of. Um, That might mean sprinkling a little bit of sand somewhere. It might mean throwing salt over my shoulder or something (laughs) like that. Um, But again, just trying to find those those common themes for myself that say well you know it's it's in a lot of cultures to favor the right side versus the left side or vice versa to favor the left side versus the right side or things like that mm. so to just try to understand like um, how to find a more what's the way that I'm gonna put this basically how to find a more direct roadmap for how to exist on this world mm. on this planet as mm. human beings, I like right? that totally, totally. <laughs> yeah. And for some people, it is like Islam. You know, mm-hmm. Islam has helped a lot of people who would have otherwise. What I find, it's it's not Islam, period. Like it's it, fill in the blank. It could be Catholicism, it could be Judaism, it could be Buddhism, it could mm-hmm. be becoming agnostic, it could be any of these things. Fill in the blank. But oftentimes, there is a point where somebody has to make a decision between doing something that's going to be detrimental to themselves and their communities. Or finding some sort of spiritual practice that pulls them away from that.
0: Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So
1: with Islam and felons it happens a lot in the States where you have like black men who get locked up in prison and then all of a sudden like their only way that they can find God is by this religion that tells them that, hey, there's nothing wrong with you actually. Mm-hmm. You know. So again, that, that ability to see that here's something that can say like this is this is where you are in the world, this is where you fit in the university and there's nothing wrong with you so that you can kinda come to God through this light through this mm-hmm. thing, or through this door. Um, I love the interfaith churches idea. I love, mm-hmm. again, being from D.C., you have, you know, I grew up in a community of Muslims that lived right next door to a community of, of Jews.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was like, you know, on Friday, we're celebrating. On Saturday, they're celebrating. On Sunday, these guys are <laughs> celebrating over here. So it's just like you have these different these different religions or these different, um, expressions of spirituality but that mm. are intertwining again and again to bring it back to the stars are most likely based on some level of cosmic activity mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so I love that um, now one of the things one of the real reasons why I wanted to bring this whole topic up was that idea of like hunches and that idea yeah. of intuitions and getting this almost like um Almost like divine intervention that happens yeah. in our lives that says, you know, go this way or don't go that way mm-hmm. or stop here or go fast, you know, one of those different like moments in time. Um and I know for myself, like I have a lot of interaction with that energy, that intuit intuitive energy. I'm asking myself constantly, mm-hmm. like, what is the story behind the story? Mm-hmm. Like what does this feeling inside of me actually mean? Like I was mm-hmm. thinking about how to describe to a child why it's not a bad thing to be nervous about something Mm -hmm. right nervous if I just think about the word Mm to itself it's like nerve activity like my nerves are are standing up on end right so what is my body actually trying to tell me right now about this situation Is it trying to tell me that I need to, like, fold up and fall over? Or is it just telling me that I need to open my eyes a little bit more? So on and so forth. So those constant, like, communications with oneself that says, what is the universe trying to tell me right mm-hmm. now through this language that I'm speaking to myself that is intuition or a hunch? So I'd ask, you know, oh. do you also interact with that type of, like, just trusting yourself, trusting your own intuition, energy?
0: Yeah. You know, I love that you're, you're bringing this up because I think that... Western medicine has done humanity such a disservice by over medicating our being. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, to have, you know, is people suffering from anxiety or depression or other things, these are very real things, and this is not to negate these right. feelings. But often, I think what we've done is say, quick to say, oh, you're feeling this way, don't feel that way, here's mm-hmm. a pill. Mm-hmm. And when we can use, whether I, I've often said, I probably, if I had been born much later, again, shout out to 1983, um, may very well have been told I have some kind of ADHD or hyperactivity thing. I've never taken medication for these things. I exercise like a fiend. Mm. Um, I need exercise. I have a lot of excess energy constantly. I I have a lot of brain activity, and I've found outlets for that um, naturally to Mm. sort of work through that ebb and flow. Um, or when we, if you feel yourself maybe having what we might call a panic attack, um, how we might use breath or sort of figure out what is, you know, what is my body telling me? We're, you know, and and I'm saying these things, I'm not a medical doctor. I'm not, I don't have any specific training other than I'm a human being. Um, and I'm a ball of energy and just like you're a ball of energy, right? Um, so when I hear you say like, you know, teaching, you know, potentially your son or a child. You know, when you have the butterflies, when you have the hair stand on end, um, if last week was anxiety ridden for you, mm. election week in this country last week, or if it, even if it still is, um, you know, there's a reason why our, our you know our our body with these nerve endings, mm. like it's it this is information that we're tapping into the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I am definitely one of those people that believes you know if if a butterfly is flapping its wings somewhere like that energy reverberates I think what is that called the butterfly effect I think um and and so so yeah I think the more we can learn about these signs that come into the body and how to how to navigate them, and that's not to say. I, I really want to put it out there. That's not to say that there are, are not sort of clinical scenarios where um, some form of medication may be, in fact, life-saving for right. folks. Yeah, so I want to put that out there. But I think there's a lot of in between mm-hmm. that can be managed through breath and through nutrition and through exercise and movement right. and just you know, keening into this intuition. So to answer your question, finally, yes, absolutely. I mean, I I really do think again about this internal compass. I know when I'm going down the wrong path. (laughs) I can feel it. And I can feel it throughout my body when something doesn't feel right, right. Or it just feels like, you know, the feeling of like, that you're just pushing this boulder uphill constantly and you're like, I'm just, I'm not, I'm, something's off here, you know, if I, you know, why should this feel, not that things are going to feel easy, but, um, or you, you just get that feeling in the pit of your stomach or, you know, um, all of these things and signs, or when you, when you make a decision and you feel sort of a relief wash over you or things start to, you, there's a calmness that comes to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I yes i absolutely believe that and i and i felt that in my professional life in my personal life and you know all segments of my life like Mm -hmm. having to make some decisions based on you know if you want to call them those gut feelings you know the gut is a very telling part of our body yeah
1: yeah (laughs) and what a beautiful time to be born in that like now all of these sciences are backing these things up yeah you know what i mean um and it's you know, there's, there's a kind of philosophy or like a philosophical structure that I came across recently in the past five years, but it's, you know, it was basically introduced to like the, the white American essentially in like the 40s or whatever, but it's this, this idea of the power of your thought, right? The power Mm -hmm. of your mind Mm -hmm. and the, and the fact that not, not just in the sense of what we talk about oftentimes, which is visualization and being able to like, kind of like quote unquote manifest what you want by being able to see it in time, when it's not actually in existence yet, and, and work towards that. Um, but what I mean more of is actually like the fact that we're only using a percentage of our brains on mm. a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Like we're only we're only ever using so much of our actual body, of our actual awareness. Like I can't be aware of everything at the same time, or else my mind would kind of lose itself. Like if 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 I took the second to kind of like count every single line on that grate on the mm-hmm. vent or something like that, even though my brain, I can see that out of the corner of my eye, I can look at it, I can count them individually, boom, 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 boom. Um, But if my brain was trying to do that at the same time that I'm having a conversation with you, at the same time that it's trying to decipher what's your jacket filled with <laughs> at the same time, you know what I mean, then it, it starts to kind of run amok. Mm-hmm. So, The whole point is that a lot of that excess energy is just that. It's the fact that, like, our body is a ball of energy. Mm -hmm. Like, our, our brains are this massive amount of energy that are happening on a regular basis to run our bodies. But then the rest of that brain energy fill in the blank you right. know either it's going towards your intuition or it's going towards your psychic communication with your loved ones that you think like i need to call my mother and then you call your mother and your mother's like i was just talking about you mm-hmm. you know this what bumps i mean? again <laughs> right because it happens all the time yeah
0: yeah it does. um
1: and and something that i wanted to say because of uh, folks that i know that are are working on balancing their chemicals out with medication is that sometimes that is simply so that we can kind of still some of that energy Mm -hmm. so that we can make those decisions Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. and I've definitely worked with people around uh, self-medicating or around like like for instance working with youth that Mm -hmm. are maybe have been medicated since they were young kids like again diagnosed with an ADHD or or an ODD or something like oppositional defiancy disorder Um, and basically like told that they have to take this medicine as soon as they're four years old, five years old, as soon as they get into preschool, and then talking to these youth when they're like 15 and asking them, like, do you remember not being medicated? Mm-hmm. And then actually having to deal with the fact that they're like, no, I, I can't remember not being medicated. So then also working with people to figure out, like, how do I create my own regulators and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And oftentimes it's like, well, you need to get out of this environment actually,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, you mm-hmm. need to go somewhere where you can take pictures and people aren't going to yell at you because you're supposed to be doing something else when you're actually no, you're supposed to spend your 20s being a photographer.
0: Mm, Maybe mm-hmm. in
1: your 30, you'll become a nurse. Mm. But in your 20s, you gotta be a photographer for a little while because there's other things that you need to find out about yourself before you're able to fully embrace who you're supposed to be. So uh, again, it's like yeah. realizing that about ourselves, like we have all of this potential, we have all of this like constant communication that our brains are doing with the world and realizing that yes, 7 to 14 percent of that, depending on who you are, is allotted towards the task at hand. Mm. But the other 93 to, you know, what did I say, 7 to 14, right? So another 93 to 86 percent is specifically for the sort of like gut feeling emotion that we're that we're having it's my organs running themselves it's the it's my heartbeat going up faster when I see that person that I have a crush on or it's that feeling in my stomach that I get when I see somebody that later is going to be some very significant person Mm -hmm. in my life you know Mm -hmm. what I mean um it's just endless when it comes to that like it's vibration the world yeah. is vibration yeah. um, and we can vibrate on the wavelengths that we want to so like i can see jupiter in the sky and i can try to vibrate on that jupiter wavelength because i know that those ripples that are happening like you said that butterfly that's fluttering mm-hmm. in the wind well when the sun has a flare the sky here turns green mm-hmm. you know if you're at the right angle mm-hmm. right so that's again that's a magnificent effect that happens mm-hmm. like what do we think is happening when the moon goes away nothing <laughs> when everything else in the world can't see anything at night, you think nothing is happening mm-hmm. to us internally no it's no. got to be happening internally like yeah. if if the moon is controlling the tide swelling if you 've ever lived on the ocean, then you know when the moon is full, the tide is big right when the moon is not full and it's de- and it's new, the tide is small
0: right
1: If I can understand that i'm made of water, yeah, and i and I spew fluid all the time out of my eyes out of my mouth, out of my genitals, out of yeah. my skin like. I'm constantly ebbing and flowing with the energies of the world and and around me. You know,
0: I just I love that. I wanna I wanna hit on one more thing before we before we wrap up or as we wrap up, and it's something that we we talked about in our personal conversation, you and I, about sort of 2020 in general, Mm -hmm. um, and sort of the cosmic nature of just where we're at in uh, in our human history. Mm -hmm. um, In just kind of we've been talking a lot about just sort of an individual level mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and if we can think about sort of what are the stars or what is the universe sort of telling us about this you know time of change of upheaval of turnover of, of whatever because you know I think you know we're all feeling it mm-hmm. um, and yeah what are your thoughts on? I know you have a couple thoughts on totally on this. totally
1: it just makes me think of the waves of revolution so if yeah. you go back and you kind of study like Revolutionary times in the world's history, mm-hmm. all over the world, not just in the states, but even in the. If you just start with the states, seventeen seventy six, like this Declaration of Independence in the states, and you see that around that time period, there were uprisings all over the world. Mm. There was a French Revolution that happened around then. There's a Haitian Revolution that happened then. Plantations were getting overthrown all over the world at that point in time, mm-hmm. um, and so you have this again this cosmic energy that's happening like we if you go far enough back we're all the same thing just on Mm -hmm. this blue planet that's floating around so if there's a solar flare that whole planet is dealing with that issue so um, I oftentimes do think about that like and and because I've heard from other people that are are kind of in tune to this to astrological histories and things like that like where the planet was in when the planet when the country itself was born so like Mm -hmm. July July 4th 1776 like what is the, what's the chart for yeah, America? It's our birth chart, You know what right? I mean? Exactly, what's the birth chart of America? <laughs> and a lot of people will say, like, well, we're actually, you know, you think about things like Saturn return, you mm-hmm. turn 28, and this whole new thing happens. And then I talked to a friend recently, she's like, yeah, I'm on my second Saturn return, I'm 57. Mm-hmm. So it's come back around again. Mm-hmm. So then we think, like, well, where is America on? It's multiple Saturn return cycles. Or mm-hmm. when we're in the the kind of, like, universal retrograde where is American in the retrograde or where Mm -hmm. is it in stationing direct and things like that so we start to ask ourselves like what could possibly be happening universally that's affecting us on a planetary level that's affecting us on a national level that also has all of our own personal lives right. involved in all of this revolution and upheaval and in brand new energy you know what I mean so yeah. that's kind of where my mind goes with it. I don't know the answers <laughs> to any of that um, but I know that I can ask myself like how is that relating to my own life and how yeah. can I kind of move in a certain way understanding that because it's like we said early 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 on We might beat ourselves up about not being able to do enough Mm. right now or Mm. not being able to get it done right now, but we're not in a global situation that's allowing anything to be done right Mm. now, you know? So it doesn't make sense to try to push that energy against, like you said, don't push that boulder up the wall, there's a pandemic happening.
0: Right, right. I think that's such an important takeaway for right now because, you know, uh, when living in sort of a society that's sort of like, you know that race to the top like that that has been on this sort of hyper drive of hyper drive of consumption hyper drive of production like all of these things and yeah the universe is is basically kind of putting the the jersey barriers and the roadblocks mm-hmm. down and saying you know it's kind of forcing us all to 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 stop slow down reevaluate pivot all you know the words of 2020 <laughs> um and i also was thinking about something as i'm listening to you That's so important. And I and I think it's 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 kind of sort of related. But often we think that, you know, we have to have it all figured out by fill in the blank, you know, like, we have to have this accomplished by our 20s. We have to be in this kind of relationship by our 30s. We have to buy the house before Ford, you know, there's all these made up milestones, they are made up, they are socially constructed. I saw like, something beautiful the other day sort of circulating online in my social media landscape about um uh you know people who there's there's no age by which you should fall in love like there's no deadline for that there's no deadline on sort of your your career prospects or otherwise you know to hear you speak of the of the teen that or twenty or something that yeah, go, go and be a photographer right now, you know, um, so you know, I, I, I think we do ourselves a disservice by saying, you know, you have to have it all figured out by the time you graduate, if you if you do go to college by twenty two and mm-hmm. you know be on the path that's you know that's that to me is just such a disempowering way of thinking about yourself and the world, and and that we're all just sort of, you know, I want to continue to grow and evolve into the next thing, Like, and we're not finished, we're not finished beings at all. Um, so, you know, if you're out there and you're, you know, if, if you're in your fifties and you're, you're, you know, you're searching for a great love, like it's not too late. Right. It's right. not like, you know, oh, you missed the boat when you were 25, um, <laughs> you know, or, or, or however old you might be. And you're just starting to embark on a new career or something, you know, good for you. It's you know, I don't, I don't ever want to be stuck. Um, so yeah, I just sort of like to blow up kind of these sort of fake milestones and ideas okay. and, you okay. know, just, again, knowing yourself or, or knowing your chart or reading the stars, like when it's, when it's time, it's time. Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. is a time. There, there is a season turn, turn, turn.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> I broke into song. But, like you know, that. it's And air strumming. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There was some air guitar there, <laughs> you know, and to have patience. hmm.
1: hmm. Because the seasons are turning. Yeah. You know, you can't, one of the best quotes that I ever heard was like, You can't try to harvest an apple after you plant an apple seed. <laughs> and you can't just like plant a seed and then dig it up. Yeah. Try to harvest, you know, like you gotta it's gotta go through the cycle. And if it's a if it's a plant, if it's a carrot, I gotta plant my carrot seed, I gotta let that carrot grow and I gotta harvest that carrot when it's the time. If it's an apple mm-hmm. and I'm planting an apple tree, I gotta wait a while yeah. before that thing is producing to make my cider or my sauce or whatever mm-hmm. it is. So it's like there is exactly there is a scene is there is a season I can't plant my seeds in the winter time mm-hmm. here in Vermont right not outside Yeah. you know they got to go in in the spring so that I can harvest in the fall Like mm-hmm. period um, every single time yeah. whatever you can't change that so again <laughs> it, it just goes back into taking your power back whether it's your own personal power around um, your own body's cycles and what your spiritual emotional self is telling you in that moment um, or it's taking back your long-term plans around nobody else can tell you where you need to be by the time you're 50 because chances are somebody who's telling you where you need to be by the time you're 50 is going to change their mind on where they need it to be by the time they're 60 Mm -hmm. you know like oh shit I gotta buy a convertible (laughs) (laughs) or things like that like 2020 let's do away at least in our generation whether you're 65 or 80 or you know whatever 16 let's do away with that need for the midlife crisis yeah you know let's let's read the map a little early before we get out on the road and then we can decide how we want to navigate this world
0: I love that. I think that's a great spot to end. And I've had so much fun talking about our mysticism, metaphysical stuff, astrology, all that, spirituality. And as always, this by this went by super fast. Yeah. We could probably talk for two more hours. Uh, we're so appreciative of you guys being on this journey with us and have have a listen. Don't forget to check out episodes one through 14, totally. especially our favorite things episode. That was episode 14.
1: Happy birthday to Reb as well. Talking about like oh, annual, actual thank you. like cosmic events, you know what I mean? That we're coming up and that we've passed that eight year mark right now. Ooh. It's big, you
0: know. Thank you so much. Totally. It's been a journey. Thank you guys again. Uh, my name is Sarah. My name is Mujib. Take care out there.